Hello, everybody. I'm Maria. And my name is Rory, and we are the hosts of the IELTS Speaking for Success podcast. And next week, on March the 13th, we will be the hosts of the IELTS Speaking for Success webinar from 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock Moscow time. Yes, this is the unique time when you can see Rory and myself, our pretty faces. And Rory will be doing a full IELTS speaking test. He'll crack jokes on his feet, so uh, no preparation whatsoever. It'll be fun, so please do join in. We do need everyone to join in, okay? Absolutely, we really insist that everybody is there. Click on the link in the description and join in. For today's topic, Rory, I predict you have a joke for me, right? Yeah, you read my mind. Oh, he's reading my mind. Mm -hmm. So, dear listeners, today we're going to talk about reading and books. Rory, do you enjoy reading? Yes, I do. I've always loved it, actually. Um, I think it stems from my childhood when my mother would read books to me. How often do you read? Well, right now I probably don't read often enough due to the amount of work I'm doing. However, when I do read, I'm quite a voracious reader. I can go through quite a few books in just one sitting, actually. Do you usually read for leisure or for work purposes? Well, right now I read for work purposes. Um, like I say, because I'm working so much, I always have to stay informed of different things, different trends that are happening. Um, so I will be reading articles mostly. However, um, I'm hoping I'll be progressively reading more and more for pleasure because uh, as my head fills up with all of this information from articles and things, my brain usually needs a rest, so I need to start working in some more leisure time reading. What's the last book you read? Um, I remember it very clearly. Um, the book I read was called um, Sexual Personae. It's a book by Camille Paglia. Uh, it talks about the relationship between art and culture for oh, at least the last 5,000 years of human history. Um, it was interesting, but it's a bit of a doorstopper actually. It's about um, 600 pages, and again, because of how much I've been working, it took me about seven months to read. It was very, uh, it's sort of a very dense book, I guess you could say. Um, but after reading it, I feel I know much more about culture now. Oh wow, it's like reading War and Peace by Tolstoy. Yeah, basically. Um, although, um, I think she mentions Tolstoy in the book actually as well. I remember when I was much younger, I think it was about 10 years ago when I was 20, I read a book called The Ragged Trousered Philanthropists. It, um, it was a fictional book, but it made a very convincing case for socialism, actually. And uh, it was so convincing, uh, I, I became a raving communist for about a year of my life, which I think is quite funny since I'm a little bit more conservative now. But what's strange about that is the fact that it was a fiction book, but it still made such a convincing case for something in real life. Um, and you would usually expect a non-fiction book to achieve that. What was your favorite book or story when you were a child? I can remember the book, but I can't remember the name. Um, it was a nature book, um, and it was about the life cycles of different animals. Um, it was really engaging, just the way the information was presented. And in addition to the great presentation of information, it also had really cool illustrations as well. This was a long time ago, so they didn't really have uh, many uh, sort of photographic pictures in books. Artists had to draw accurate representations of different things. In particular, I remember a picture of a crocodile which was really convincing it was so cool I really liked it 
No Little uh, Red Riding Hood? Uh, not quite for me. Little Red Riding Hood is, uh, is a bit too childish. Even when I was younger, I preferred reading about things rather than people. So you were mature from the get-go? I like mature <laughs> subjects. I don't know if I was a mature person. <laughs> yeah, no fairy story, fairy tales for Rory. Okay, moving on. Do you have many books at home? Oh, loads, yeah. Um, I have at least uh, 1,000 in my room back in Scotland. Um, I've got a small set of bookshelves uh, for them, although I suppose they're not so small now given how many books I've got. Um, and then uh, people in my family like to read quite a lot, so um, that's just in my room, but throughout the house there, are, there must be many more books uh, that are there, way over 2,000 books. Wow, do you have some Dostoevsky, Pushkin? Um, I there? don't. I keep meaning to read Russian <gasps> literature, so perhaps, like I said, when I was talking about in my leisure time, I need to read more. This should be the uh, these should books should be at the top of my list, really, shouldn't they? Yeah, but what would you read, like Pushkin or Lermontov, like poems, or would you go for this Dostoevsky, gloomy and doomy things? I really, I don't like poetry so much. Um, I think I would prefer to read um, a book with one narrative, really, as opposed to just different poems about different things. Do people do enough reading these days? I think they probably read more, but they don't read with enough, enough depth. Um, so, for example, people are reading different things. They read things on social media and they read uh, different articles online. But um, they're all sort of like sort of sound bites, I suppose. Um, people don't really analyze them and think about them like they would when they have a book which provides like a great deal of thought about different things. And I remember reading something um, that when it was they were talking about how people read online. Usually when people read online, they don't read the whole article. They just read different parts of it. There's never really thought, uh, sorry, much in-depth thought about it. Do you prefer e-books or hard copies? It might not be environmentally friendly, and maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, but I think hard copies are just better. I like um, having the book in front of me. I feel like I'm more engaged, it's a more authentic reading experience, and then when you finish reading the book, you have this kind of sense of accomplishment at the end when you finish it and you put it on your shelf with all of the other books that are there. It just, the whole experience is much nicer, I think, although I can appreciate why people are starting to prefer ebooks now, though they're like you can carry around more with you um, and of course it's better for the environment. Are you one of these people who smell books? Old books, yeah. Old books have a smell that Not new, new books don't. New books don't. Well, no, they don't yeah, have a smell. Yeah, they do. They in do. my opinion. Oh, all right, mm -hmm. okay. All right. Um, they don't have a smell, and they don't have the same smell. Older books with kind of yellowed pages have a kind of sweet smell about them, which is nice. Um, but I don't understand smelling new books. For me, it doesn't make sense. Rory. Thank you very much for your answers. Thank you. Dear listeners, as usual, uh, Rory has just used gorgeous vocabulary and grammar for a high score, band 9 score. Rory, you've said that I've always loved reading. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do we have uh, the present perfect here? Yes, we do. We've got the present perfect simple with always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you've got lots of moving parts there, don't you? You have this higher level vocabulary and you've slotted in an adverb with always as well there. I, I really like this uh, sort of phrase that we've got. I've always uh, loved reading or I've always wanted to be uh, you know, president of the world. I've always loved talking about grammar. Mm, you've used another one. I'm hoping I'll be reading more in the future or mm -hmm. something like that, yeah? Um, so, I'm hoping yes. I'll be reading. So, that's like what? 
future present no future continuous basically yeah um with will indeed um, <laughs> yes. so there's lots going on in there um, and you can combine this to talk about your future intentions really can't you i'm hoping i'll be working less in the future absolutely um and i'm hoping i'll be reading more you said when i do read I read like fiction, for example. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice one. When I do read, so we emphasize yeah, the, uh -huh. the fact of reading. You can do this with all kinds of auxiliary verbs, but I think do is the most common for when you're like stressing and adding I emphasis. I do love you. Exactly. Um, I do work hard for this podcast. Indeed. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Rory's telling the truth. He does work really hard. You've mentioned that you are a ferocious reader. Voracious? You're really close. Voracious. Voracious. Uh -huh. Yes, voracious. What is it? Voracious. Uh, well, usually people talk about it with reading, but actually it's to do with like a hunger. Um, so you could be a voracious eater, you're eating a lot. But I've heard people use it more to describe how they read. So like a voracious reader is someone who reads a great, like, well, a great many books. Like um, enthusiastically. Exactly, enthusiastically. And um, a voracious reader would read loads of books, right? Um, they'd read loads of books, or maybe they just read a lot in general. Although, usually it's um, applied to people who read books. Mm -hmm. But it's something positive, right? Yes, absolutely. Could you give us a sentence? Uh, I have a voracious appetite for reading. Oh, that's a good one, right. And you've mentioned that uh, you read um, you read books at one go or at one reading. Um, what did you it, say? I said I started to say in one session, but actually the term is in one sitting. So it's just like um, at one time mm -hmm. you read books. Um, it can be in a go, in a sitting. Um, you could say in a session, but that's very formal, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So usually at one go yeah. or in one sitting. Mm -hmm. like a sitting. I can I can remember when I went to Paris when I was on the plane like that. I treated that like a sitting so I think I read something like two or three books the whole four days that we were there that was great wow you can also say that oh that book is a real page turner exactly yeah so kind of you just keep turning the pages keep reading you can't stop you can't stop it so it's a real page turner you said one word a door stopper mm. a door and stopper what is it yeah. a door stopper well actually it's the small thing that's um in the ground next to a door to stop it from hitting a wall or to stop it from closing but you can also use it to describe a book that you could use for the same purpose if it's a big book quite heavy then you can just put it in front of a door and it will stop your door from shutting for example yeah, you can also put it uh, next to other books right? yes yeah or <laughs> so you use your books to stop doors from well, hitting the wall. It's more like, uh, it's more like uh, I don't know, I, I suppose a metaphor is the best way to describe so it. It's a thick book, right? Yeah, it's so just like a way a, to describe a like, big book. Like um, one of the volumes of, of Tolstoy's War and Peace is a real... Oh, War and Peace is a door stopper, yeah, for sure. So it's a thick, big book, mm -hmm. okay? Um, when we talk about books, we use different adjectives, right? Yes. You said something is convincing, mm -hmm. right? The book is convincing. What is it convincing? Well, convincing just means that it makes you believe in the idea that's being presented. Uh, you can use it with a collocation to make a convincing case for something. So in this case, this book made uh, a really convincing case for socialism. Uh, it was uh, very believable and you could relate to the ideas involved. So I was convinced by it yeah, for the a while. Yeah, so the plot was convincing? Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, so, like I say, it was convincing for a while, but I recovered my senses. <laughs> yes, and after that, uh, you became a raving communist. A or raving a commie, communist. Commie, mm -hmm. A raving commie. Yes. Only for one year, though. I got better. What else can we say? Like a raving... 
Oh, a raving lunatic for someone who's totally crazy. Um, a raving narcissist for someone who is very self-centered. Yeah, raving is just like crazy about something. Wild. Also, engaging is a nice one. This yeah. book is engaging, mm -hmm. involving. Absolutely. So you're yeah. basically into it. Yeah. Hopefully most um, teachers' lessons are engaging. It's just a way of talking about um, involving people in the process, like you say. Our webinar on the 13th of March would be engaging. Mm -hmm. And, and that's really a guarantee. Convincing. <laughs> yes, that's a fact. We say, uh, like, I read lots of books, or I can say I read loads of books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, loads. Yeah, loads is just a way of talking about lots of, but it kind of adds emphasis. You can always tell because it's the one of the words that's stressed the most in the sentence. So if I say, like, I read loads of books, or I eat loads of food, it's mm. like just emphasizing the fact that you I mean, eat I a lot. I do read uh, yeah. loads of books. Exactly. Where do you keep your books? Um, I keep my books on a bookshelf. Yeah, bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and what else can you call it? Um, I think uh, really just a bookshelf. You can have a one bookshelf or a set of bookshelves, for example. Which is kind of like a wall of bookshelves. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we still call them like bookshelves. Exactly. You said that uh, people don't read enough, but you said that they don't read in depth. Mm -hmm. Right? So, what else, um, how else can we use this uh, in-depth thing? Um, well, I think you could talk about anything that requires a lot of thought um, and then call it in-depth. So, for example, you can read in-depth. Um, in-depth analysis And you can give an in-depth analysis, yeah. Uh -huh. So, depth is just talking about the amount of thought that's put into something. If something is very deep, then there's a lot of thought behind it. Yeah, or like something that could be very thought-provoking. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Like Dostoevsky, I don't know. Um, have, you, have you read Dostoevsky? I've not yet, no, but oh. I think a lot of people would agree with that description. That oh, my get. sweet angels, Roy hasn't read Dostoevsky. I've been busy. I'll yes. get there. He's busy with this podcast, okay? Dear exactly. listeners, right. It's either entertain people and educate them or read Dostoevsky, people. You choose right. one or the other. Yes. Make your choice. Mm -hmm. E-books are environmentally friendly, right? I like to think so. Yeah, electronic books or e-books, mm -hmm. and um, if they're not electronic, what do we call them? Well, maybe not environmentally friendly, um, but... <laughs> yeah, so if, yeah, hard copies, right? Yes, we can call them hard copies or paperbacks or hardbacks, anything that... any kind of book that yeah, physically Yeah, but paperbacks, exists. they're kind of like, they're lighter, right? Um, they should be lighter, yes, uh-huh. Uh, can, can, can I call, like, a um, thick, heavy book with... which is hardcover, like, a um, paper? Uh, no, no, you could call it a paper copy, but you couldn't call it a paperback. A paperback is more flexible. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like paperback, um, you go on holiday and you grab some paperbacks. Hopefully, unless you have an e-book, then you don't need to grab anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you've read a book, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Right? Or achievement, mm -hmm. right? Does it happen every time with you? Usually. It depends on how good the book is, but most of my books have I felt a sense of accomplishment. I've only read a couple of books where I was thankful that the experience was over and then I didn't care about them again. Do you carry around uh, books, like uh, paperbacks? Um, usually. Not so much recently because there's been no time to read them. Usually I read emails on the train now. But, um... <laughs> yeah, Robbie is carrying around holiday. emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's a good uh, phrasal verb, yeah, to carry around. You can carry around uh, books, or what else? 
emotional baggage? <laughs> yes, emotional baggage. Oh, I have some baggage. Yeah, it's pretty negative. All right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can have your baggage when you go on holiday, but if you have some emotional baggage, it's kind of like no, you leave depression. Your emotional, yeah. <laughs> yes. Leave your emotional baggage at home when you go on holiday. Yeah. When we talk about different kinds and genres of books, we can say fiction, mm -hmm. right? If uh, Rory uh, reads encyclopedias every day, uh, we say that these books are... Non-fiction. Yeah, fiction or non-fiction. So Dostoevsky is fiction yes. and encyclopedias are non-fiction. What else do we have? Sci-fi? Yeah, so science fiction books, well, the clue is there, isn't it? It's fiction, it's not real. Um, and for some science fiction, it's probably good that it's not real. Yeah, and Harry Potter, for example, that's like fantasy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Star Wars would be sci-fi. What yeah. else do you have? Uh, oh, Historic. Um, you can have historical fiction, crime fiction, all of these things. Like thrillers. Yeah, they're all not real, so they're all yeah, fiction. Fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, different genres. Now, dear listeners, you can listen to Rory's beautiful answers again, and this time notice all the grammar and vocabulary he's used for high school. Okay. Rory, do you enjoy reading? Yes, I do. I've always loved it, actually. Um, I think it stems from my childhood when my mother would read books to me. How often do you read? Well, right now I probably don't read often enough due to the amount of work I'm doing. However, when I do read, I'm quite a voracious reader. I can go through quite a few books in just one sitting, actually. Do you usually read for leisure or for work purposes? Well, right now I read for work purposes. Um, like I say, because I'm working so much, I always have to stay informed of different things, different trends that are happening. Um, so I will be reading articles mostly. However, um, I'm hoping I'll be progressively reading more and more for pleasure, because uh, as my head fills up with all of this information from articles and things, my brain usually needs a rest. So I need to start working in some more leisure time reading. What's the last book you read? Um, I remember it very clearly. Um, the book I read was called um, Sexual Personae. It's a book by Camille Paglia. Uh, it talks about the relationship between art and culture for oh, at least the last 5,000 years of human history. Um, it was interesting, but it's a bit of a doorstopper actually. It's about um, 600 pages and again, because of how much I've been working, it took me about seven months to read. It was very, uh, it's sort of a very dense book, I guess you could say. Um, but after reading it, I feel I know much more about culture now. Oh wow, it's like reading War and Peace by Tolstoy. Yeah, basically. Um, although um, I think she mentions Tolstoy in the book actually as well. Which book had a strong impact on you? I remember when I was much younger, I think it was about 10 years ago when I was 20, I read a book called The Ragged Trousered Philanthropists. It, um, it was a fictional book, but it made a very convincing case for socialism, actually. And it, it was so convincing, uh, I, I became a raving communist for about a year of my life, which I think is quite funny since I'm a little bit more conservative now. But what's strange about that is the fact that it was a fiction book, but it still made such a convincing case for something in real life. Um, and you would usually expect a non-fiction book to achieve that. What was your favorite book or story when you were a child? 
I can remember the book, but I can't remember the name. Um, it was a nature book, um, and it was about the life cycles of different animals. Um, it was really engaging, just the way the information was presented. And in addition to the great presentation of information, it also had really cool illustrations as well. This was a long time ago, so they didn't really have uh, many uh, sort of photographic pictures in books. Artists had to draw accurate representations of different things. In particular, I remember a picture of a crocodile which was really convincing it was so cool I really liked it no little uh, red riding hood uh, not quite for me little red riding hood is uh, is a bit too childish even when I was younger I preferred reading about things rather than people so you were mature from the get-go I like mature <laughs> subjects I don't know if I was a mature person <laughs> yeah no fairy story fairy tales for Rory okay moving on do you have many books at home Oh, loads, yeah. Um, I have at least uh, 1,000 in my room back in Scotland. Um, I've got a small set of bookshelves uh, for them, although I suppose they're not so small now, given how many books I've got. Um, and then uh, people in my family like to read quite a lot, so um, that's just in my room. But throughout the house, there, are, there must be many more books uh, that are there, way over 2,000 books. Wow. Do you have some Dostoevsky, Pushkin? Um, I there? don't. I keep meaning to read Russian <gasps> literature. So perhaps, like I said, when I was talking about in my leisure time, I need to read more. This should be the, uh, these should, books should be at the top of my list, really, shouldn't they? Yeah, but what would you read? Like Pushkin or Lermontov, like poems? Or would you go for this Dostoevsky, gloomy and doomy things? I really, I don't like poetry so much. Um, I think I would prefer to read um, a book with one narrative, really, as opposed to just different poems about different things. Do people do enough reading these days? I think they probably read more, but they don't read with enough, enough depth. Um, so, for example, people are reading different things. They read things on social media and they read uh, different articles online. But um, they're all sort of like sort of sound bites, I suppose. Um, people don't really analyze them and think about them like they would when they have a book which provides like a great deal of thought about different things. And I remember reading something um, that when it they were talking about how people read online. Usually when people read online, they don't read the whole article. They just read different parts of it. There's never really thought, uh, sorry, much in-depth thought about it. Do you prefer ebooks or hard copies? It might not be environmentally friendly, and maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, but I think hard copies are just better. I like um, having the book in front of me. I feel like I'm more engaged, it's a more authentic reading experience, and then when you finish reading the book, you have this kind of sense of accomplishment at the end when you finish it and you put it on your shelf with all of the other books that are there. It just, the whole experience is much nicer, I think, although I can appreciate why people are starting to prefer ebooks now, though, they're like you can carry around more with you um, and of course it's better for the environment. Are you one of these people who smell books? Old books, yeah. Old books have a smell that Not new, new books don't. New books don't. Well, no, they don't yeah, have a smell. Yeah, they do. They in do. my opinion. Oh, well, mm -hmm. okay. Um, they don't have a smell, and they don't have the same smell. Older books with kind of yellow pages have a kind of sweet smell about them, which is nice. Um, but I don't understand smelling new books. For me, it doesn't make sense. Dear listeners, breaking news, surprise, surprise, guess what? Rory is an author himself. Yeah. We've just been talking about books and Rory actually does write books. Oh my God. Rory, tell us about your books. 
Uh, well, I've uh, only written three so far. Um, three and... books! He's written three books, you guys! Wow! <laughs> I'm in the midst of writing the fourth one now. Uh, the first three books are science fiction books. So one is uh, military science fiction, the second is uh, science fiction horror, and the third one is uh, science fiction history, actually. Are they in English or in Russian? They're in English, yes. But they are available um, all over the world. Um, you can download them from Amazon, or if you're very lucky, you can buy a hard copy from, uh, from Amazon as well. Oh, you have hard copies? Yeah. Wow. Rory, can I have an autograph, please? Um, yeah. <laughs> Rory, can your books um, help our listeners when they learn English or they prepare for IELTS? I think so. Um, actually, if they have a band eight or a band nine, uh, then they'll be able to use the language quite flexibly. And I use language really flexibly. Yeah, when but I'm this could be like uh, your driving force, dear listeners, to be able to read Rory's books. Mm -hmm. You should uh, speak English so you learn the language and then you read Rory's books? Well, yeah. first you buy them, and then where can, you, where can I buy them? Um, they're only available on Amazon right now, um, but um, hopefully they'll be available uh, elsewhere in the future. So, if people are interested in finding them, then the link is in the description below. Thank you very much for listening. Bye! Have a good read! <laughs>